everyone! Hope you are having an amazing day and welcome back! If you are new to We're All Queens, welcome and I am so happy to have you here. This podcast is a way for me to highlight female change makers, provide a way for teen girls and women to amplify their voices, and to discuss social issues such as the topic for today, which is all about gender norms. Lots of things planned for today, so excited! I'm going to be sharing a couple stories from my life, and we'll be hearing from three amazing women, two from the UK with blogs, and one from California who has a soon-to-be nonprofit organization. Let's get started! Let's jump right into the best and worst of my week, or I guess two weeks since it's been two since I last had an episode. In the RBG episode, I was talking about how I had a piano audition. Well, it turns out I got second place. I was pretty surprised. I guess I should have higher self-esteem. I was in the junior division, and this girl who was in the senior division and got first place was so good. I didn't know her. She's from a different state than I'm from, Massachusetts. But apparently her teacher won the Van Cliburn competition which is like one of the top piano competitions in the world. I think they upped it to like a hundred thousand bucks for the prize. Anyways, I thought that was so cool. I also went to this beautiful state park. There was a waterfall and the leaves were just so, so pretty. Apparently they're known to give hot air balloon rides over all the trees. I would totally go for that. That's one of the things I wanna do before I die. If you've gone hot air ballooning, DM me because I'd love to hear about it. As always, the Instagram for this podcast is at We're All Queens Pod. Moving on to my worst, I don't even think I had one. Maybe just that I've been pretty busy. I also wanted to start adding a quote of the day that relates to the topic of the episode. Today's one is Don't Get Lost in a Web of Societal Expectations by Mina Woods, and it's true. Don't feel like you have to conform to what people expect you to be. Change your personality, change your interests or hobbies. Do what makes you happy and lead your life how you want to. That being said, let's hop into the topic of today's episode. Okay, so gender stereotypes, societal expectations, and stigmas, what are they? Usually, people associate certain attributes and behaviors to different genders. Personally, I describe it in the sense that oftentimes, people expect a way that specific genders have to dress, behave, and present themselves. I have a couple stories to tell y'all about. First, I have a very cute little cousin. She is so sweet, and I miss her and her siblings. I can't really visit them because of the pandemic. She's just a little kid, and she goes through these phases of being obsessed with a TV show character, or like an animal. In the past, she's loved Mickey Mouse, then it was Anna and Elsa, there was dinosaurs, and bunnies. Now she adores wearing clothing with, like, these characters on it. My mom got her bunny dresses for her birthday. You get the picture. My grandma was telling me that she has an eye for, like, finding matching clothes. She's so cute. When my aunt was looking around for dinosaur clothing for a little girl, she couldn't find any. So, of course, she makes her way to the boys' section, and she can easily find dinosaur stuff. 
We joke all the time now that her brother will be able to use the same clothes as her, just because they have so much unisex stuff. This isn't anything crazy major. I'll talk about the bigger things with my guest speakers. But at the same time, just think about how stereotypical stores make their clothing. I'm basically what society expects a girl to be. My favorite color is like a pale pink, I dance, and I like to go to the mall with my friends. At the same time, I want to row after the pandemic, I was on a swim team, and I want to go into pediatrics. I wear what you would call girly clothing, so I didn't pay attention to it too much growing up, but why were there no options in the girls section? Why do we associate dinosaurs with boys? I used to be obsessed with Dinosaur Train. My little cousin loved Dinosaur Train and Dino Dana, so for me, it honestly seems crazy. So, I have one other story to tell before we get into the interviews. When my dad was a little boy, the color pink was his favorite color. When he told me this when I was a little kid, I kind of laughed because I was thinking, pink, boys, everything around me growing up was telling me that this was absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, I know now that it doesn't matter what your favorite color is. Most of my friends adore blue, and I do too. And we should educate little kids to believe that it's the norm to like whatever color you want, instead of the norms that I grew up believing. Also, I found the fact that my dad ate super slowly as a child so funny. I was so slow at eating when I was little. Anyways, my grandma would sit with my dad as he was finishing his food, and she decided to start knitting him a pink sweater, I believe. Basically, every night she'd work on the sweater while my dad was eating. It makes me crack up thinking about this, because my dad's such a fast eater now. Those were two little story times that I remember, like, at the most random times during the week that I wanted to share with you guys. I was fortunate enough to have three incredible women speak with me about gender norms. Let me tell you guys a little bit about my first guest speaker, Faiza. Faiza is from the UK, and she recently started an amazing blog over quarantine called Your Rights. She's very passionate about gender equality, feminism, and having opportunities for everyone. I'm so glad I reached out to her and so happy that she asked to speak about this topic because she was so insightful and such a sweet person to have a conversation with. Hi, Faiza. Hi, Shaina. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for coming. You're mostly welcome. This is exciting because feminism is and equality is something I feel so passionate and dear about. So, Yes. Why don't we start things off by you telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your blog? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Faisa. I created Your Rights Blog, which is a blog page. And I also have an Instagram page for it as well. So I just share my opinions and my ideas about feminism, equality. I also did one on um, Black Lives Matter. So yeah, it's just where I express my opinions and my views. And you can also follow me my, on my Instagram. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, your Instagram handle is at your rights underscore blog, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I have a question for you. What does feminism mean to you? 
Well, to me, feminism means exactly what the word is, which is the social, political and economic equality for both men and women. It literally means equal rights and opportunities and freedom for both men and women. Whilst people have made the word subjective in their own by giving it their own little meaning, it has resulted in people feeling a little uncomfortable or afraid of using the word feminist and even women fear calling themselves feminists even though they believe in equality for both men and women. Now, I know the, the actual term feminist was established to give women more rights because I know right now women and men have more rights, but in the past women have been the vulnerable ones. History is the evidence for that. But over time and more understanding, women, especially women in the Western culture, they've given the word a new meaning and a new ambition and a new Feminism means giving both men and women equal rights and opportunities to achieve their potential and strive. <laughs> Absolutely. How do you think we can strive to establish gender equality? So I think the, the mission needs to continue. The, we need to give it more attention because gender inequality is something that's so ingrained in our society, psychologically, subconsciously, and and even in our work environments, that it needs so much more time. It's something that will, yes, we've been going for so many years, so many decades, but it's, I feel like we are still in early days because even when you look at society now, there is so much gender inequality. Women and men are still suffering because of unrealistic stigmas. In order to even establish gender equality, we need to understand that it's a journey that, that needs so much more time and so much more patience, so much more attention. And of course, it's going to be step at a time, but people just need to keep some patience as well, but also make sure ensure that this issue is spoken about. Yes. In terms of unrealistic expectations, does anything come to mind concerning social stigmas that are put on women? Absolutely. There are so many. And one of the unrealistic social stigmas that women have to suffer is as a result of people questioning their ability to lead. And if you look at the example the UK we, we see as gender equal, right? We see as equal, we see as fair. But, but then when you look at the number of female prime ministers in the last 100 years, there have only been two females, Margaret Thatcher and Theresa May. And also the number of people in high authority, the number of men sitting there making decisions on women's behalf was so much greater. Why is it that men are making decisions on the behalf of women about their bodies. Surely it should be women making these decisions for themselves. And I think this is, this is because of stigmas and unrealistic stereotypes put on women of, of them be, not being able to lead because they are sensitive or too emotional or anything ridiculous like that. So it is holding them back. And, and as a result, it means all the women here in the UK, in America, or all over the world have to suffer because there is nobody here to speak on our behalf. Men think that they can speak on our behalf, but can they actually? I mean, I'm not trying to question their ability to do their job or anything. I think they are doing a great job. But the fact is that women themselves know what they have to go through and they need to make their own decisions for themselves instead of women, men sitting there in the parliament deciding how much maternity leave they should take when, when actually women understand themselves better. Definitely. Does anything come to mind when talking about men? I know we've been talking and you read about a study that includes 
something about little boys in describing them? Oh yeah, um, so can I just add a little bit more on the on women's uh, stigmas and then yeah. I'll go on to the men? It's only because I feel like physically and mentally people think women are weaker, don't they? And there's so much going on about this, oh, women are physically weaker, they are too sensitive, or blah, 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 and holding them back from opportunities. But the fact is, and this might sound cliche, but it is a fact, women go through 57 units of pain during labour, and the maximum that any human being can endure is 45 units. And yet women still, after going through all of this pain, decide to go through it again, have more children. And if that's not a sign of mental and physical strength and bravery and I really don't know what is and just to add on that women have always had to hate things like be like man forget you're even a woman or you can't because you're a woman why should a woman forget she's a woman to accomplish or achieve women are good enough and worth it just by being the individualists that they are they, they do not need to pretend to be something else because they already possess everything that it takes they should embrace their authenticity, their equalities, and also their weaknesses. They just need to be themselves and they don't need to pretend to be or even try to be like a man to be good enough. Um, and yes, um, I did read something about a study about um, unrealistic stigmas put on men and even young children. So there was this study done when trainees um, who were um, preparing to go work with young boys and girls they were asked to describe boys young boys in their own words and unshockingly the words that they did come out was violent lazy bad listeners troublemakers and rude now if these people are going to work with young children and this is their expectations of these little boys then obviously that's that's how they're going to treat these little boys and and when and if they are going to treat them like that, these little kids will reflect the type of behavior that's being implemented into them, even if it's subconsciously. And then when little boys actually do stand up to these unrealistic social standards, which are, which are forcefully put upon them, then we say, oh, but he's just being a typical boy. He's not just being a typical boy. You made him like that. You treated him like he was a bad listener. He was rude or a troublemaker. And then you just call him typical. Which, is, which sounds kind of ridiculous to me, but... Yeah, I love what you said about that. Yeah. <laughs> one last question for you. Why does gender equality and breaking gender stereotypes benefit everyone? Well, women have traditionally been expected to stay at home, whether it's to cook, clean, or look after their children. Although this is changing, especially in the Western culture. However, in most countries, this is still the case. The fact is that women are not made to stay home, look pretty for their man to just arrive home. They have more to offer to their society and their homes. Women should be encouraged to explore their potential outside of home. which uh, And this encouragement does not just benefit the women, but also the man as well, because it means the pressure of having to meet family demands financially will be taken away from them. Men should be able to participate, and this would allow men to participate more in their home environment, so whether it's to look after their kids, whether it's to cook or clean or anything. And I'm not I'm not saying that every this makes every man and woman happy, but generally this is what studies have shown to make the balance balance in the work and the home environment makes both individuals happy. So if you have 
happier men, happier women, they are have happier relationships. It means that children are their children are happier. And again, research has shown that happier children and happier marriage lives means that children can achieve higher in schools or or the two individuals are when happier they can attend their jobs better or uh, give more to their society and then overall all of this is benefiting the economy overall so equality is not just good for a man or a woman it's good countries it's good for all of us uh, we should all be working towards and i think the, that's what the aim and the goal of feminism is to take us towards a much happier much more successful environment for everybody to to feel free to express themselves in of course there should be you know gender roles in the household meaning there shouldn't be rules that the husband or wife should live by they should lead their life how they want to you know what exactly I mean? yeah and it's why when when these unrealistic stigmas are put on men for example their suicide rates are like what three quarters of all suicide rates are men because men are forced to suppress their feelings which then come out in the form of anger or aggression so it's just the way society has made men to be a certain way and women to be a certain way and it's making everybody unhappy and then also the people around them unhappy definitely definitely yeah thank you so so much an absolute pleasure Thank you so much for having, having me and I wish you all the best of luck with your podcast and I know it's going to do wonders for you because you're on such a good mission. So all the best with that. Thank to you. Bye, Faiza. Bye, Shayla. Bye. I absolutely love what Faiza said. You'll hear me speak with Tamana next. A while ago, I found Tamana's page, and I was able to read some of her blog articles. Her blog was basically the inspiration behind this episode, to be honest. Go check it out. She has some amazing content, and it was such a privilege to interview her. Hi, Tamana. So happy to have you here. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. How about we start things off by you letting us know what your blog is about and what you want to achieve with your blog. Also, before I forget, can you let everyone know your Instagram handle? Uh, yeah, so my blog is called That The Sikuri. It focuses on equality for all and highlights what different people go through. It's all about fighting against social norms together and is a platform where anyone can just feel like they belong. It hasn't been too long since I've started my blog but I'm hoping that it can reach different people and help different people sort of you know find each other with similar perspectives and views. That's amazing yeah I know for a fact that you definitely care about breaking gender norms. I've read quite a few of your blog posts and you have amazing points on this topic. Uh, for our listeners how would you describe what gender norms are? I would describe gender norms as something that society has sort of programmed us to believe in. As kids, we grow up hearing that dolls, dolls are for girls and cars are for boys and you know things like pink is for girls and blue is for boys. Those are things that are seen as the norm, but in fact, it's honestly just 
ridiculous to associate specific colors and objects to specific genders? Yes, I definitely talked about that. Why do you feel like gender stereotypes shouldn't matter? Okay, I strongly believe gender stereotypes shouldn't matter because honestly, do we really need them? Do we need to hear teachers asking for five strong boys to lift up chairs? And, you know, do we really need to hear, don't cry like a girl? No, I don't think we need any of that or any of it matters. And honestly, we can just progress in our lives without gender stereotypes. Most definitely. Absolutely. Have you ever experienced a person treating someone differently just because of their gender firsthand? Uh, Yes, actually, I have. And annoyingly, it was someone I know. Uh, A child fell down in front of me and it was sort of clear that he really hurt himself. And instead of letting the child express his emotions and, you know, just cry to let out the pain that he felt, the adults around him said, be a strong boy, you're not a girl. The fact that he was hearing that whilst only being, what, like six years old shows the imperfect and faulty structure of society. Yes, because six years old, that's very young as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any examples in mind of stereotypes that society portrays as correct for specific genders? Uh, Yes, I think stereotypes like that exist for both men and women. So firstly, for women, the first thing that comes to my mind is actually body hair and facial hair and how something so simple like that can be so controversial even in today's world and society. I also saw a post on Instagram about this which was linked to waxing and shaving adverts. It explained how the women doing the advertising didn't actually have any hair in the first place and this just shows how abnormal it is for women to have body hair because even in adverts they're shaving legs that are already hairless. And um, for men, I'd like to mention how quickly they are blamed and judged when something happens. So I saw this prank reaction video where the woman was going up to random men she didn't know, asking them for a date. And it was sort of meant to be a funny thing. But now, like, if if you imagine this the other way around, can you see how the comment section would would be blowing up with things like, how can he just do that? And oh my God, this is why the world is so unsafe. And people would link it to girls being catcalled. But just because it's a woman doing it and there's a role reversal, it can suddenly be seen as a joke and people think it's funny. Right. A lot of times I feel like it's a common misconception that feminism is all about paying attention to one gender, making um, females significant. But really, in my opinion, in, in my view, feminism is all about treating both genders as equals. Yeah, and honestly, I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It was amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye, Tamana. Bye. It was nice speaking to you. Thank you so much for coming on, Tamana. The last amazing guest I had on today was Claudia. She is such an inspiration, the sweetest person, and so, so fun to talk to. For whatever reason, the recording was acting up and it was kind of laggy. So if it sounds like she's talking over me for like a couple seconds, she's not. It's just technology problems. It was minor and we had such a great discussion, so I was like, you know what, I'll keep it in anyways. Claudia is a nurse and founder of Dynamic Daughters, and I really enjoyed speaking with her.
Hi, Shyla. Hi, Claudia. Thank you so much yeah, for coming. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. I would love for you to introduce yourself, your Instagram and website, and your goals for Dynamic Well, like Daughters. I said, my name is Claudia Cardenas. I was born and raised on the West Coast, specifically in San Diego, California. I'm in my mid-20s, and some snippets about myself include that I have a BS in Applied Public Health and a second degree in Nursing. In my past positions, I have worked closely with the California School District, where I led many presentations and facilitated group discussions promoting health and wellness for youth and adults throughout California. I was also given the opportunity to work closely with foster care children, which was such an absolute blessing and heart-changing experience for me. I currently work at a hospital as a nurse for critical patients, and in this past year, I became the founder and CEO of a soon-to-be nonprofit organization known as Dynamic Daughters. Dynamic Daughters, although still in the early stages, has a bold mission. And that mission is to empower girls and women through education and experience to ensure that all females are given the opportunity and encouragement to be tough, courageous, to step forward as leaders, to learn to establish healthy habits and healthy relationships, and most importantly, to aid them in reaching their full potential. And you may be wondering how Dynamic Daughters plans on doing this. And that's a great thought. Dynamic Daughters will host events, workshops, activities, and personal life coaching to participants to ensure that they are ready to overcome any challenge and to thrive in all situations. In terms of goals, I plan on offering services to majority of schools and students in California, and I also plan to incorporate men, males, boys into events and workshops hosted by Dynamic Daughters because I'm a strong believer of the importance of educating and empowering women and men to work together. This includes teaching them how to communicate and interact with each other. I've seen how opposite genders struggle to understand one another and I know there is power in communication and would love for this topic to be taught at a much younger age. Maybe that was more than a snippet, but if you'd like to know more, you can visit our IG <laughs> at dynamic.daughters where you can see posts about boss babes, females who share their unstoppable moments, and even some videos of guys giving encouragement to girls. Or you can visit our website at www.dynamicdaughters.com. Thank you so much for including your um, Instagram handle and your website. Oh, you're I so adore sweet. your page. And Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So um, as you may know, um, today's episode is all about breaking gender norms and stereotypes. In your mind, what are gender stereotypes? In my mind, a gender stereotype is definitely a negative way of classifying a person. So the words gender stereotype, gender role, sex role, or gender norms are all various ways of describing gender stereotypes. Uh, when a person chooses to stereotype someone based on their gender, basically what they're doing is making over generalizations and they attribute certain behaviors or even appearances as acceptable or desirable based on a specific sex, which is not very inclusive or understanding. 
Yes, the phrase gender roles definitely has a negative connotation. And having a set of rules to live by, I guess you could say, isn't very accepting. Why do you think gender That's norms a shouldn't question. exist? Let's say, Shyla, I told you that you're not allowed to vote, you're not allowed to leave the kitchen, and you can't continue this podcast, and today has to be your last day of this podcast because you're a girl and you're not good at multitasking, you have too many emotions, you talk too much, and not to mention... We have nothing good to talk about because all you know is shopping and doing your nails. How would you feel seriously if someone told you this? Oh my gosh, I love Yeah, it. definitely. I like upset. I if someone told me this, I would I would first feel hurt because I feel like I'm pretty sensitive. So first I'd feel hurt, then I'd feel upset and you'd probably feel like devalued. Which yeah, that's exactly the point as to why right. gender norms should not exist. Not only is it very close-minded to make certain assumptions about people you don't even know based on their genders, but more importantly, when gender stereotypes exist, we lose out on the opportunity to learn something from someone or to even benefit from someone who offers a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, if you were not allowed to make this podcast because you're a girl, just imagine how different the lives of many people would be. You're inspiring and educating people, and by not allowing you to do so based just on your gender is a huge disservice to the world. This is why I believe gender norms and stereotyping in general should not exist. <laughs> yes, so sweet of you too. But um, do you have any stories to share about a person being underestimated because of their gender or Ooh, I'm sure many of, of your listeners and maybe even you have experienced this a few times and if you haven't um, it may happen at some point of your career and not being negative but that is the sad reality of our world that's not to say that I don't recognize the advancements that women have made it's just to say that it's not easy to shift mindsets when society has told us to classify certain genders. But anyways, to answer your question and to kind of flip-flop the scenario here from women empowerment to male empowerment, my brother is actually a nurse as well. And I have experienced how he was mm -hmm. a victim. Well, the word victim is a bit harsh. Maybe what I'm looking for is target. He was definitely a target of being underestimated and generalized because of his gender. Um, as you may know, nursing is a predominantly female-led career. Actually, 90% of nurses are female. My brother was one of like four guys who graduated from my nursing class of like 60 people. And based on personal experience, when a man tells someone they are a nurse or even want to be a nurse, most people make generalizations or gender stereotypes about these men for wanting to do something that is, quote, socially accepted as a job for women. People will make assumptions about these men for wanting to pursue a career that is, you know, as they say, for girls. Assumptions include things like, well, he must be gay for wanting to do a girl's job or he's only doing this to be with women or other hurtful comments like that. Men in nursing are definitely treated differently. For example, they're expected to be stronger, so they are often assigned heavier patients, which requires more physically intensive labor. I'm sure some of these assumptions may have crossed your mind when 
you heard that, you know, my brother wants to be a nurse, a boy wanting, wanting to be a nurse. And don't feel bad if they did, because the reality is society has trained our brains to sort of think in a certain way. But it's important to recognize your assumptions and work hard to catch them and replace them with positive thoughts. That's my personal experience with gender stereotypes. Yeah, that's so cool. Because um, as an example, another example, say there's a babysitter, right? You would, I feel like society portrays babysitters mm-hmm. as like yeah. only female, like caretakers. So definitely that's another example of how... Like how, um, you know, people maybe saying? underestimate other people and kind of expect people based on their genders to take certain positions maybe yeah historically women have been told that they don't belong in numerous mm. fields and same with men like we were talking about which is definitely a gender norm have you ever felt as though women are underrepresented in the medical field men are under represented mm-hmm. or in other well jobs, i don't really that feel that women are underrepresented in nursing like i mentioned 90 percent of nurses are women but in terms of doctors uh, men heavily outnumber female doctors well sort of uh, here's what i mean the studies show that 80 percent of doctors over the age of 65 are men so 80 percent over the age of 65 they're men However, with years, with the years comes change. And as of last year, more than 60% of doctors under the age of 35 are women. So it looks like things are starting to balance out, at least in terms of statistics. One thing that I do want to mention is that I have noticed a disparity between male and female patients and how they are treated. Research shows that both doctors and nurses actually prescribe less pain medication to women than men after surgery, even though women report more frequent and severe pain levels. And you may be thinking, Shyla, well, yeah, of course, women report more pain. That's because women are weaker. They complain about everything. And men aren't supposed to complain, especially about pain. Therefore, of course, women report more pain. But under the same study, the University of Pennsylvania actually found that women waited 16 minutes longer than men to request pain medication. However, women are more likely to be told that their pain is all in their heads and that it's just pain that's being caused by your emotions. Imagine being told that when you're actually experiencing real physical pain. That's not very comforting to hear. A survey actually showed that 83% of women who experienced chronic pain felt that they experienced gender discrimination from their healthcare providers. So once again, we can kind of see how gender stereotypes affect our actions and can cause harm to others. I would also like to mention that women aren't the only patients being affected by gender stereotypes or biases. I have personally seen how men are targets for gender gender stereotypes in the medical field as well. Shyla, who do you think lives longer? Do you think women live longer or do you think men live longer? I mean, I honestly have no clue because, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like when I was younger, I would say men 
Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you're definitely right now. On average, women in the USA outlive men by six to 10 years. This gap was much smaller before, but it has increased over time. And uh, the reason women tend to outlive men is in part due to our genetics, the female genetics, but also due to adaptations and uh, behavior differences amongst men and women. I want to talk about those behavior differences in relation to the medical field and how it's all affected, how gender uh, stereotyping affects all of this. Uh, for example, there is far more propaganda, and, and I don't know if you've noticed this or if you've really paid attention to this at all, but there's far more propaganda for women's health than for men's. For example, most of the time when we watch commercials on TV about health or pain management, it's mainly about women's health. And not to mention society has made it more acceptable for women to have events or walks promoting than their health than for men. You don't really see men rallying up on the weekends, getting dressed up to participate in health walks. Uh, would you agree with that, Shyla? I don't know if you've had any experience with that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be that yeah, women in the USA are that. outliving men because of our lack of understanding and lack of resources offered to men. That's a thought, but studies have actually shown that in areas where there is equal services offered to both genders, there is still an underutilization of health services by men. So could it be that we as a society are not supporting or promoting the social acceptance of males seeking health services? Could it be that we've engraved this macho man personality into men so much that they feel discouraged to seek services and checkups? This is exactly why gender equality is so important. It's not just about women. It's not just about men. It's about the human race. So my friends, it's time for a different approach. It's time for us to definitely eliminate these gender norms and to treat people with our ears, not our eyes. That's a great way to see it because I probably wouldn't have like suspected that yeah and that's just kind of like my experience yeah, with gender stereotypes in terms of the medical field girls have been seen as weak and reliant and our roles in society have definitely shifted over time and men mm -hmm. have been seen as like you said like macho and they can't show vulnerability what do you think we in still terms need to of the future, in the future boy there's a lot of changes we need to make but uh, for starters i think it would be nice to kind of get more of a balance um, in terms of different careers. And because there are jobs where they're mainly a male dominated, for example, positions like firefighters or engineers or software developers. It'd be nice if women also represented that field as well. And likewise, there's a lot of professions like teaching or dentistry or administration that are mainly female dominated and it would be great if it wasn't taboo for them to seek a profession in an area that was predominantly female led in terms of what i believe the world and our future needs to incorporate more is the idea of teaching men and women to learn to work together i think it's very important that we use each other's strengths and that we recognize the benefits that can come from working together. 
uh, we were put on this earth to benefit, to help, and to learn from each other. And it's silly not to be ex- not to be accepting of our other halves just based on a, on our assumptions of their gender. Yes, because um, do you know the movie Zootopia? Because um, basically, what happens is this bunny wants to be um, a police, well, part of the police force, and basically all the other animals mm-hmm. are like really big and strong and she's like a little bunny right anyways um basically that movie shows how people of all shapes sizes or like you know mm-hmm. people of different genders races should be able to work together oh my gosh i love that i haven't actually watched that movie but now i'm gonna have to watch it <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. likewise shyla i love your podcast i'm you. a big fan so i'm excited to keep listening to your podcast and to follow your journey thanks so much for having me on it really was awesome meeting you i wish you the best and keep up everything that you're doing you sound like quite a leader yourself so keep it up bye shyla with the end of that last interview comes the end of episode four thank you so much to all my guests it was so so fun to talk with all of you this topic felt important for me to cover and i love all the great points everybody mentioned i hope you loved hearing from faiza tamana and claudia and hearing my fun little stories thank you so much for supporting this podcast definitely follow or subscribe depending on whatever listening platform you're tuning in from And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a quick review. They make my day. I update this podcast every other Monday, so I'll see you on November 2nd. Bye, guys.